<laughs> After I push the button, I gotta love it. Hey guys, welcome to Babe Talk. Woo! Yeah. Hey, still says off air. <laughs> now shit doesn't really, but my mindset is good. Now we're good. Live. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> One, two, three, here we go, guys. It's fucking babe talk. So tonight, let's give a fucking round of applause for getting Zach Eisenstein on the show tonight. Thank you. Woo! Showing up, dude. All right, thank you, sir. On tonight's panel, we have Ashnick. Hi, guys. We got Eric. Oh, hello. We got Shayna. Hey. And we got Tony Captain Peppers. Hey, what's up? <laughs> All right, and I'm Molly. Let's start the bitch off. Um, so every week we start the show by asking everybody how their day was. And today we're going to start with Zach. Let's, let's, let's figure out how your day was. All right. Um, it was good. I leave for tour soon, so I try to just, like, absorb my house and my life. And I um, watched the WWE Network this morning and took my dog for a walk. Then my mom came in to my apartment, and we went to eat lunch together. <laughs> and then I came home and played some Call of Duty, and now I'm on Babe Talk. No Call of Duty. Are you, what, what version do you play? I'm playing Advanced Warfare on PS4. Oh, man. How has that been so far? I've only heard good things about it. I like it. People weren't, um, it's not like if you're going into it looking for the classic Call of Duty experience, it's not it, because it's all like future-like and... It's a lot like if you play Destiny, how you can, like, jump real high. Uh, yeah. To, but it's cool once you get used to it. It's a lot faster paced than the older game. So the Warfare is, like, advanced, you'd say? I would say it's somewhat advanced Warfare, yeah. <laughs> Eric, you're speaking. How was your day, kid? Pretty good. I Kid, uh, I, I changed diapers today. That's what I did today. Ooh. Went to work and changed diapers. You had a daycare? By the way. Huh? Do you work at a daycare? No, no, no. I just had a baby. Uh, oh. Congratulations. Thanks, dude. I realize I phrased that weird. No, I do thought uh, with kids with autism. But yeah. Um, no, it was fun. Good day. Good day. Now now I'm here on Babe Talk with Zach. This is fucking crazy. Here we are. What flip? Did... Hey, hi. My dog wants to say hi. <gasps> yes. Oh, let's say puppies. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. We love puppies. Can we see him? <gasps> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too goddamn cute. Oh hey. my god. What's his name? Flip. Hey, Zach. Yes, that's so adorable. Zach, your dog and my dog are on a calendar together. Really? I have the calendar right here. Yeah, me, me too. If I ever see you at like a signing, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you sign it. Oh, my girlfriend must have thrown it out or something. No. Oh, no. Damn. I'll show you my copy. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, we had it. We just kept it on Flip's month, like, forever. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's too good. Oh, that's all, what is good? Is your dog going to keep Bow Wow? Yeah, in our house we call that Callie's Month. No big deal. That's all, Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you should. Uh, Ashley, I see you cheesing over there. How was your day? I just love dogs. You guys know that. Like, my, my episode was probably 40% talking about dogs. And I was like, oh, I do stuff on like the internet, whatever. Dogs! Like... Pretty much how it was. Um, but it was pretty good. It's been really overcast and rainy and gross here. So I ran some errands. I've been cleaning out my room. We're making a big like donation to Goodwill soon, and hang out with my dogs. I have three dogs, and they're the loves of my life. And um, it was my um, oldest dog's birthday the other day. She turned in in dog years. Oh. She turned 105. So Fuck. my old lady. Yeah, she's old. Um, and I'm getting ready for graduation. Um, we're going back up to Syracuse on the 24th, 25th, 
because my friend's band is playing with Four Years Strong and Bonfires, which is the band that just signed to Bad Timing Records, and mm-hmm. we're just going to make a weekend out of it. My friend's having the band play in his basement the next night, and I'm just, oh, I'm so excited. So that's Yeah, good it. things are happening in good times. God, I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> God, oh, morning God. radio to <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Babe Talk in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All the other... <laughs> <laughs> you just got like like the Spanish air horn going like, boo, boo, boo. Like, no, Babe Talk is going on, guys. You know, I think there is one, but I, I think Eric abused it last time, so we took it away from him. <laughs> I think you got to give someone else the privilege. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Shannon, maybe oh, I'll, I'll give it to you. How was your, your day? Frozen? Interesting. Us, and I skipped the mat- <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. She was so excited. <laughs> she was so excited, too. <laughs> this, is what, this is the downside of doing an internet show. Yeah. And I did do a presentation on pop punk. That was fun. Um, Ooh. And oh, then I was- the, the, we got the important bit. <laughs> <laughs> what, doing a presentation on pop punk? That's pretty important. Yeah. 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 She's frozen. Oh, it was really. Just... Am I frozen? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah, um, she catches up. Oh, am Shana, I frozen? We'll... Yeah, it's it's a, it's no, coming in want... and out. So Tony. No, keep going. Yes. Just go. So okay. so Tony. All right. So, so I mean, Tony Peppers. Was, hey, what's up, kid? It was pretty all right. Um, it was okay. I didn't do much. I did radio today. That was really fun. That's kind of my favorite time of the week. Uh, but it's been a busy day. I've had class. I've had a bunch of projects that I have to get caught up with before the semester ends. But I'm here. I'm on. Know what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, we discovered the meaning of life. We uh, found life on other planets. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We discovered a whole new music streaming revenue where everyone makes millions of dollars, <laughs> and it's just everything. That's what we care about. It's fine. Yeah, we went live and we broke the internet. So, <laughs> I mean, job's oh done. God. We can all go home. Suppy overload. Seppi <laughs> overloading. Is that a unit of measurement? How do we, how do, we do that? My phone went blue. Like I'm. Oh. I've never seen that. Damn. Yeah, you came on to debate talking kind of virus on your phone. I'm very sorry. This is what happens when I do nice things. I blew my phone once too. All right, I'll recognize the phone for you guys. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah what's what's, in, what's happening in that cup? Jack Daniels. Hey, good call. You know, we should have done another drunk episode. Yeah, I thought like, do that. Oh yeah. We did. We did. What was like that after school special? It's where called almost like, every episode. <laughs> I had to drink my episode, and then I didn't the rest of it until we did the after school special. I had my like glittery mason jar with like. I remember. Alcohol that. In it. Yeah, I was so drunk. I spilled everywhere. I please I the I think the the amount of beers we might have chugged before shows and then went on to shows surpass. <laughs> I, I, I think I think it might surprise the amount of episodes that we actually have. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, hey, that's what we do here on Babe Talk. Professionally, professionally unprofessional. unprofessional. There yeah, we go. Question. <laughs> yeah. Where did the name come from? Why is it Babe yeah, Talk? Where the fuck did the name come from? <laughs> I told everyone my I someone in my band I forget who was so like, what's Babe Talk? And I was like. Well, you're just going to do it. You'll know what it is. And I was like, it's like an interview. And they were like, what do you, what do you, I think it was Nick. And he was like, do you talk to like babes? <laughs> yes. And I was like, I, I wouldn't think to talk to Pam's site. Maybe. Maybe. That'd be cool. I don't know. 
You know what? That that's what we should do. We should you put a text message with a really hot girl. Ashley Gorsan, you're gonna take over the show show now. <laughs> I'm out of here. But no, the oh, um, the, okay. the idea behind the <laughs> <big> talk. <laughs> Eventually. Welcome to Babe Talk, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Babe Talk after dark. After dark. It's like, yo, Ashley just got mad light. What happened? Do you call yourself Ash Dick when that happens? <laughs> Thank you. Man. But but the, the, idea, the idea from from the show had ended up coming from um, a bunch of us getting together, coming from the Defend Pop Punk group, um, and what, making our really? own. Group. Yeah. 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 Easy. Yeah. Me and we made it out alive oh, somewhere. Yeah, this is weird. And so a lot of us were within um, some facet of music, and so we started like, hey, how about we just interview each other and then have a kick-ass time? And then we're like, well, how about we just start doing each other all the time? And then, <laughs> stop, 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 damn it, damn it, fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, so, so we, so, and then Babe Talk. That, that's really actually a version of it, but. Cool. Yeah. So you we guys inter- are all Defend Pop Punk group, that's how y'all know each other? Yeah. yeah, that's where I saw the put. Like, I remember, I think it was Ollie or Tony posted in Defend Pop Punk. Like, hey, if you do stuff within the music scene, whether you're in a band, you're a photographer, you blog, you do reviews, whatever. Like, we want you on the show. And I, that's when I messaged Ollie, like, the apparently, like, you know, super long letter or whatever. Your resume, your cover letter. My cover letter. Your thesis statement. You know. <laughs> like the little summary on LinkedIn. That's like my thesis statement. Like. Yeah. I did. I was like, I was like really professional about it, and Ollie's like, "Oh my god!" Like, all right, cool, come on on. And then he was also wearing that POZ shirt too when I came on too. So my first, I remember that. Get around, touch, Ollie. Thank you. <laughs> that's how we all met. That, that's how we all met. Yeah. That's cool. You're a good interviewer, Zach. Huh? <laughs> You're a good interviewer. I will. I want to. I want to start interviewing. Somehow, I want to find like a platform for it. Everybody well, boy, do I have a place though. for you. Yeah, you, yeah, you want to be a panelist? It's, it'll be great. To, when I tour with people that I, which I'm very lucky, it's happened to me a lot in the past five or six years. But when I tour with people who I was definitely a fan of before there was anything like Man Overboard, I always, you know, I don't want to come on too strong. I don't like the first day, like, hang on them and ask them questions and shit. But if it's someone I end up getting along with them, I always try to like hit a point a few weeks in a tour where I can just pick people's brains, yeah. and I try to like find not annoying ways to like ask questions or like to try to make people enjoy talking about themselves rather than feeling like I'm prying, you know. Dude, that's why exactly. we do a podcast. It's it's, yeah. it's easy. You don't even have to. You can fake it. Just pretend you're recording and ask all ask away. Yeah. Eric tries. Eric tries really hard. I try really hard. Ah. <laughs> Uh, well, who's the most Zach? Who's the most interesting person, or not most, but one of the most interesting people you've you've talked to in that fashion? Uh, like someone whose story just blew you away. People whose stories blew me away. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm not saying of all people. I know he has the craziest stories, but this person remembers them all and loves telling them. Ian, <laughs> the bass player from Newfound Glory. Yeah. He has some pretty insane stories that, like, if he broke into right now, I could like. Say it along with him, like a movie. Ten thousand times. Um, just stuff about you know, because for for those guys, they were around. Me and Justin from Man Overboard were literally learning Newfound Glory songs to cover in fifth grade. Yeah. And Newfound Glory's, you know, they were around in a time where a pop punk band was rubbing elbows with like Justin Timberlake and and being playing shows with Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it was like real music. And they played with Bush, and they played with all these 
people that I heard on the radio as a child that I loved were their peers. Yeah. And I loved them too, but they were young then. And me getting into their band was kind of like me starting on the next phase of music. So I guess definitely uh, him. Everyone in Census Fail, and not even the original guys, because the people who come through Census Fail and play in the band now, and the people who have left are all just like legends. Like Buddy always keeps the lineup very stacked. It's never like some Joe off the street filling in for whoever quit. It's always like, oh, well, this guy was in Hot Water Music, or yeah. this guy was in some awesome band. So that like camp always has really good people to talk to. And um. Honestly, even though they're the same age as me, all-time lows just seen a lot more than me, so I, I pick up on some cool shit with them and their people, too. Cool. Wow. That's just fun so as shit. Cool. And Mayday Parade. Yeah. Mayday Parade, yeah. as a band, yeah. Mayday Parade's like a bunch of wise old men. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love That's, the types oh, of bands who are like... Oh, like... your grandpa. <laughs> 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 oh, the show was so cool tonight. Everyone was singing along, and... When I went to the bus, everybody wanted to talk to me, and it was oh. good. And Derek would be like, "That's great, man. It's really <laughs> awesome to see you guys like achieving your dreams." <laughs> I can picture him saying that too. Like, that's and so he gives cool. you a, he gives you. A... <laughs> that's great, bud. That's what he says, bud. He pulls a quarter from behind your ear, pats yeah, you on the back. Great, bud. That's oh so my god, it's the cutest thing I've ever heard. That's so sweet. I love band bromance too. Like when bands like I got a lot of bromances. Those love are just it. people that are like older than me that I think I kind of maybe look up to a little bit on some level. I don't want to give them too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a punk man. They're all always, I don't want to be like anyone I know when I'm their age. I'm not singling anyone out. I just I'm me. Yeah. They're all avid listeners of this podcast. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Like check Reagan, like you know. Talk some shit about me on Babe Talk. <laughs> if that, that would be a, oh my god. Oh. I'd be like hell yeah, I did. <laughs> That's the official endorsement, guys. We got to scoop up the rebuttals. Nice. Well, do you know what they do with pro wrestling? Which oh, you guys do yeah. for hits. Is you get people, basically like me and other people in bands, to just basically come on your show and talk as much shit as they can, <laughs> to say things that they never would say in other interviews. And that makes people watch you guys instead of the other fucking interview, because they watch two inter two seconds of an interview from Warped, and I'm like, dude, it's super out. We're stoked to be out here. We like the <laughs> best friend. Then they watch 20 seconds of an interview with you guys, and I'm like, fuck this person, fuck this person. <laughs> <laughs> Which interview are you going to watch? I like, yeah, right? I like, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. We've got, yeah, I'm just ex I'm just expecting, like, somebody from, like, Kings of Leon or someone to burst on the screen and, like, a leotard and just start a leotard cool. and just start screaming at you. <laughs> Like the Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance just comes out. So. This Sunday! <laughs> I would love for someone to just super wave like famous to just come put me in my fucking place. It would feel great. I'd feel validated. If that were to happen like on stage, that would be the world's best fucking thing. I'd buy every ticket to work to yeah. work for We kept uh, joking. Us and Census Fail kept joking about like uh, interrupting each other's match or matches. Or each other's <laughs> <sets>. <laughs> Being like... Trying to draw it out. So, like, one night I talk shit on Buddy, and next night he talks shit on me. Next night, maybe I will go on stage while they're playing. And there you go. Something up. Swap, just play with all the knobs and all the amps. And <laughs> <laughs> and Please the do that. Stone Cold stuns me in the middle of our 
Oh man, I, like, I think that'd be the world's best thing. I think like people that would just like blow up. People would talk about it for like you know years to come. It would yeah. rule. It would be oh way cooler God. than just playing music. <laughs> it, it would kind of kind of be, be like the, the the Kanye music moment of of our of our genres. That would be sick. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, speaking of war, Warped Tour, we have some announcements. Does anyone have the list up? If not, I do, and I can give some. Go for it. Well, boy. All right. Here's my job. <laughs> all right. So we got Knuckle Puck coming on the show. We have H2O that's going to be coming down on the show. I found out about this today. That rules. Sorry. <laughs> right, go ahead. <laughs> we also have um, Kate's, um, K.S. Stewart. We have Mary M- Macy Kate. We have Census Fail. We have Tat. We also have The Bunny and the Bear. And Pierce the Veil was also announced later today. The final draft pick for Warp Tour. Final draft picks of, of this of this year's Warp Tour, 2015. Has Pierce the like stopped this year? I feel like they did. Are you guys do like a draft? <laughs> we should. No, that's no, no, that was like the Warp Tour thing. I looked it up on my phone, like, and it was yeah. like the final draft pick for Warp Tour. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, it was like a sketch. But I feel yeah. like Pierce the Veil's bit, like they did the um, them and Sleeping with Sirens did like their World Tour. Part one and part two, and now they're on all of Warp Tour. I feel like they've just been like really going a lot, and it's just. I mean, not that I'm not excited. I will totally watch Pierce the Veil. I'm okay. Oh, with you that. guys see them all those times? No. Have you been <laughs> traveling? You around? Have you... <laughs> <laughs> t- she's very concerned about their their well being. They're, they're tired. <laughs> yeah, they're tired. That's what I was saying. I'm just like they've been like heavy tired, expensive yeah. touring. They uh, are the hardest working musicians that are out there right right now. Here's the veil school, and um, they're really nice guys. And you know what though? It's like really nice what you're saying, but every guy in a band knows what they signed up for. Well, <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad band. But I, like, know, wow, yeah, I know. I <laughs> know. They've been going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's chill. I'm still really excited. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. Is there anyone else that like anyone's like actually stoked for? Because I don't think we've actually like gone through the list and be like, yo, this is who I'm gonna like break down and see again. You said Knuckle Puck's playing. <laughs> Knuckle Puck will be playing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy about that. I'm stoked for that. Um, we all, everyone on this panel knows, I am obsessed with Paris. Like unbelievable fangirl for Paris a lot. Um, so I'm really excited they're playing again. Um, and them and Beartooth again. Really excited for Beartooth. Um, I'm definitely excited for uh, we just talked about Knuckle Puck. I definitely want to see them again. They played for the I think that was the first their first time in Connecticut when I saw them play with uh, with Modern Baseball, and they just mm-hmm. destroyed the place in like a very cool and punk way. But they destroyed it. It was so great. Um, those are like the absolute like must see top three for me right now. Um, yeah. Shannon, who are you look look forward to? Oh, well, this is, uh, honest, I mean, okay, well. <laughs> you okay? Do, do, we need to, do we need to come back? The words dropped. If I'm going to be, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, it's the Wonder Years and Man Overboard. I mean, it was, Thank oh. you. <laughs> I see what you want. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, no, no. Thanks. Oh, uh, no, but, um, but I, I forgot what show it was, but I was at the Barbary, and Justin was there, and I overheard a conversation saying, like, Oh yeah, we're playing Warp Tour this year, and this was way before you were announced. And I'm just like, "Fuck! I really hope that's true." And then, <laughs> that means next time I see Justin, I'm gonna smack my fucking head. Next time you're at a show, don't talk so fucking. Hard. <laughs> no, no, no. I was working the show. I help out uh, Joe at Live Nation. I'm just kidding. Justin's the one smacking me more often than not. I'm just <laughs> I, Justin seems, seems like he's like the dad of the group. Oh, big time! He's also the youngest. You know that? <laughs> 
Isn't is ain't irony something? He's uh he's the youngest one and the oldest one at the same time. Oh. <laughs> For real, Tony. What what about you? You gonna see anyone cool? Um, I'm really excited to see Motion City soundtrack again, oh, yeah. but I'm really looking forward to seeing handguns because last time I saw I tried to see them. Oh, a dog! Um, lightning struck. Okay. Hi. Um, lightning struck. So <laughs> they had to shut everything down. It was like 2013. I remember that oh, day. Oh my god. Yeah, it was in the middle of the story so far, and handguns were just about to go on, and they had oh, to shut it. down, and I was like, damn it. What? That was like one of the main bands I wanted to see. Was it Camden? Was that in Camden? Um, no, this was Orlando, but someone just got struck. Oh, yeah, I know who got struck by lightning. 2013, you said? By I remember lightning. that. Right, <laughs> Everyone in <laughs> That was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate Tony's face. The, uh, the, oh, damn, we can't see it. Damn. But, I can. Um, I can. This is fantastic. Can someone take a picture of that? Oh yes. my god. Screenshot. Tony is going to send over to Tony. Make a good face at all times. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the basic setting going. Just in oh, case. Eric, who I I know you don't. I, I don't know. Are you still like in the work? Of game? Course. I'm, I'm, I'm course I'm into Warped Tour. Of course I'm into Warped Tour. <laughs> well, I know you've been to Warped Tour, but I mean, like, well, are you still going to Warped Tour? Yeah. I, I, I haven't missed it in, like, 14 years. Oh, oh shit. Great for you. Who will you be seeing? I think that's, no, uh, 13 years. I don't want to exaggerate here. I'm, I'm so for Motion City Soundtrack as my old self would be. Real Acrylic Fish, Anti-Flag, uh, No Effects, mm. Bad Religion, you know, the usuals. The usuals. I'm looking at the full poster lineup right now because I feel like I just blanked on so many people I want to see. Yeah, no, I, well, I want to know. I want to know the insider perspective. So, Zach, who are you excited to see, but also who are you excited to see on a personal level? There's a band I'm really, really excited to see at a personal level, but not, I don't know if they announced yet, and none of you guys said. Oh. It, and I don't want to say it. But go through. See, what are the other ones? You said <laughs> list all the bands. Because I feel like oh, they are going to take a chance. Wait. Wasn't that the last round of bands? I thought that it, I thought that it was. Don't they have to like? I know the warped kickoff party was like last night, wasn't it? So yeah. yeah. As what I'm seeing from Zaxarilla's page, it says that Warped has revealed the full lineup for 2015. So read me all the bands that start with the letter N. I have the poster right here. Let's start with what letter? N. N. Oh, it's not an alphabetical order. Is yours an alphabetical order? Netflix. Ollie, is yours alphabetical? This I, got, I got neck. I got neck deep. Oh, I got. I have it. Well, never shot never. Never shot never. That's who I'm most excited. Okay. About. Oh man, I forgot. Oh, really? Did you guys end up doing a tour? Yeah. I remember when you guys toured because I came to oh, Syracuse. Man. Those are my fucking homies, dude. Like I, our band, we love each other. We love spending time. With remember so that tour? Nice. It came through Syracuse, which is like I said before, which is where I went to school, and I was yeah. like. I was. I thought it was a strange combination. I mean, the show I think did it was really at well, the time. It felt like I was like, oh, that's a strange sure, pairing of right. artists, but it clearly worked. I mean, if you guys, no offense, you guys came to a place like Nowheresville, upstate New York. Like, clearly something uh, went right there. Tell people in that town that it's Nowheresville. They might be offended. No, it is. <laughs> I have talked. I went to like. I, who did I see? I saw um, Cruel Hand and Bane, and like Syracuse is known for like their hardcore scene. And yeah. my friends and I, we like kind of like ditched lecture early and went to go to this show. And the people there were just like, "Oh, there's another dog. Hi, little bean. That's what they said. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly what, what they that's exactly said. what they said. They all were like, oh, Luna Bean. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Come say hi. You want to defend Pop Punk? Yeah. <laughs> all the um, animals are defending Pop Punk tonight. Yes, they are. Um, but they were like, yeah, no one ever comes up here. This sucks. I can't believe Cruel Hands even came up here. That's insane. Oh, oh that's sick. You, you're, They're so bummed that no one comes to their town, and then when people actually come to their town, they sit at the show and bitch that... It's just <laughs> like this. Like, my friend and I were trying to, like, engage with these people. Like, it's hard. It was hard to get involved in a scene like Syracuse. I don't you know. You want me to say something controversial? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. This generation of kids, the one oh. generation that's one half younger, half a generation below me, whatever you want to fucking call Mm-hmm. Is the most entitled. It's unbelievable. You know, like, it's like, because the reason I'm saying this is because you're saying these kids, you know? Oh, they, well, I'm, so, I'm surprised they even came up here. No one comes here. First of all, let me take it back 15 years ago for you. If I was 12 or 13 and a band I wanted to see was coming to within 90 miles of my house, you're I gone. went to the show, Fuck and yeah. if, if I didn't go, I wasn't mad at the band. It was my it was my bad. They didn't go there. Secondly, if I went to the show and met the band, I was intimidated by them. I kept my mouth shut. God forbid I would say something that would make this band make me think or think that I'm a, an idiot. You know. <laughs> Thirdly, we didn't have things like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Yes. And if we did, the last thing I would be saying to anyone in a band I liked are any of the things that kids say to guys in bands today. Literally. Oh, you know, fuck you. I've been told, fuck you. <laughs> you played the show. Fuck you. Like, verbatim, fuck you. Because you played the show, and you guys didn't come out to merch to talk to anyone. Yeah. That is, like, and I don't care. Like, I'm not, you know, oh, you, you say fuck you to me. Like, I don't care. People can say, I'm no one. People can say whatever the fuck they want. That being said... When I was a kid, I was happy to see the band, and I had no expectations sure. above that, let alone telling someone, fuck you for not coming out to merch. Yeah. Like, you're stoked. Get the picture on your phone of them when you move, work your way up to the front row and, like, be happy about that. I'm not saying people shouldn't meet their fans. I love that shit, and I love talking to our fans. But yeah. it's like, you don't come to our town. Oh, well, this tour didn't this go town. here. I hate this term. <laughs> Sorry if I'm going off a bit. But no, that is no, 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 like a golden soundbite. And it's like a good, you guys are a good platform for me to say this. Because you're not, like, I shouldn't say that in, like, alternative press. Yeah, like, like, AP, <laughs> just be like, yeah, fuck these kids. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, oh, I'm PSE you back. I have a really big rant I need to get off my chest. You guys get me. That's what I'm saying. No, you absolutely. Guys. And I, I, I remember there was a, a, a tweet um, two years ago about a kid pretty much saying, like, oh, fuck you for not coming over to my town. And I swear to God, he might have been, like, a half an hour outside of town you guys were playing. He was complaining. <laughs> and I remember there was a kid that flew from the United Kingdom over here or flew from India over to the United Kingdom yeah. to, see, to see to you guys. Yeah. And, uh, and then you guys were just like, yo, what's th th this nigga flew. What about you? Exactly. <laughs> I'm saying... And, you know, and plus, fuck that. Fuck everything I just said. Let's take it back to my parents and your guys' parents' generation. Mm -hmm. if, they, if they got a glimpse of some dude in Led Zeppelin walking <laughs> to the bus from 200 yards away and looked like a tiny little thing, they were stoked. It was the greatest day ever. It was their <laughs> stoked. And why shouldn't they be? He, they love him. They listen to his records every day. Yeah. It's fun. 
and you know, it's just like, um, and just like you're saying, and then you got the kid who flies from a different country, and you want, and then you have, and you're like, man, I love this kid, and he's he's awesome, and I'll I'll go get a beer with him and chill with him. He came so far to see us play, but then you have the other kid who leaves a comment. Why don't you guys ever fucking come to Salt Lake City when I was in Salt Lake City two days ago? Because you live there. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the reason we're not coming to your city. Does anyone remember? Does anyone remember when, when Olivia actually made the trip from Chicago all the way out to Philly? She she did two buses and I think a train to come out to the Man of Holly show in Philly two years ago as well. Oh. Yeah, people who do trucks. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. people did that for the Wonder Years weekend. Yeah, the yeah. Wonder Years weekend like, like it's just a big one for people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Intense, intense stuff. It's, it's supposed to be about the music. Now everybody's gonna think. Else. Now everybody's gonna think I hate our fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but didn't you just <laughs> post on um Instagram? About if someone wanted to come one of your shows, you would guest list them. Oh yeah, I just saw that too. Where you would like if like, you're coming from a different country, email yeah. us. Uh, we're gonna have to catch Zach in like another moment. Pause. Pause. <laughs> so um, as we get Zed Zach back, um, I'm gonna make the announcement that we're actually giving away two pair, uh, uh, not one, not two pair, one pair of World Tour tickets. Uh, that's available on our Facebook contest. We will be drawing a winner at the end of this episode. The if you guys are looking at the showcase, you can see the contest there. Click on the link there, and you'll be able to. Enter to the contest, like and comment on the post to get an entry. Or if you guys want to go to facebook.com backslash big talk show and then like and comment on the page there, on, on the post, you'll be entered to win. And we're going to draw the winner tonight at the end of the episode. Uh, I hate our fans want. and I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a joke, I'm kidding. Anybody, anybody ever thought that of you or asked that of you? She'd be like, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Everything I've done in my life totally shows that. No, in reality, I'm like really paranoid of people thinking that I'm like a jerk off, so it's hard for me to express myself sometimes. I care. I care more than I act like I care. Well, I, you, would you ever? You kind of, you kind of mentioned. Well, I mean, I completely agree with you about the entitledness. I've been going to punk shows since early 2000s. Like actual, and, you would, and then when you got to those punk shows, you saw the band, by, the band hanging out by their van. You were like, "I'll put my head down, like I'm the yeah, yes, yes, cool. yes. cool, like um." Yeah, you don't. I mean, you could maybe say a quick hi or I appreciate your music, but I I, I remember. That's great. Nobody, that, got, no one doesn't want to hear that, you know. About yeah. their well, I remember forming the perfect sentence to get in, say the thing I really want to say, and get out. I'm not trying I to waste time. Yeah. <laughs> and then nowadays, you see, the, I'll see those same bands, and kids are at the show just heckling the whole time, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. But I mean, shit happens. I don't know. <laughs> but it's I still okay. formulate that sentence in whatever, my head. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm not like you know. I roll with the times. If that's how it's gonna be now, then that's how it fucking is, and I'll I'll work with it. Well, you said that you said that people um you said you you care more than it can kind of seem sometimes. Would you say that's because you've kind of built up a defense against all the Twitter bullshit and this and that? I have a really strong like um you know someone says something pretty mean directly to me on a daily basis, and it's like uh. You kind of build up a wall eventually to you're, you're not listening, even sometimes when they say nice stuff, but it's just an effect of the mean stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like a human reaction. Yeah, it's so interesting what, I mean, so quote-unquote celebrities, however you'd want to classify being in the public eye, it's so interesting with all the social media stuff what it's now like to be in the, that position. It's fucking weird, man. 
And it's totally fun, too, because, like, I love that, like, I can be like, I don't do this. But, I mean, I might as well, but I could be like, hey, should I wear blue or yellow socks today? And I got all these thousands of <laughs> That's fucking cool. Like, shit like that's cool. And if I want to know if a movie's good, I have all these people that ask that want to answer me. But <laughs> they're... I, I, you have a focus so group wherever you go. That's yeah, so convenient. How efficient. They're anonymous, so they can, they're going to, they're really going to lay into you, but if I lay in back, oh God, what am I, I have no, I'm some fucking asshole with a little penis. It was no, fun. That's true, yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, why does he care? Why does yeah. he care? Because I'm like you. There were some kids to suck his dick, and then Zach said, "Well, you know what? How about you suck mine?" And he'd be like, "Oh, it's all awesome. sudden." Yeah, I would say present it. There's a <laughs> present it as the next show. There's a uh, there's a group of comedians who are now uh, whenever they get shit talked to them by people on Twitter, they've been going uh, and copying, pasting them, and finding those people's employers. And and sending them those awful tweets and trying to get them fired. That's awful. That's fantastic. That's you know, I, 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 like I think it too. People want to like show you that they like know stuff. When sometimes like it's great that you know stuff, but I would like you so much more if you stop trying to tell me you know stuff. Like they or, like, Nick had um on this tour we had to do a Misfits cover set because Nick's uncle died. Oh, so we had to go home, you know, yeah. go to the fucking funeral and shit. So we can't, you know, we both sing in the band, so we can't play Man Overboard sets. We're going to do the Misfits thing so we can still get paid. Like, yeah. I'm telling you that. So can, and, Understandable. And, you know, to go up and play music and to do something that night and not sit there with our thumbs up our ass. So a kid tweets. The, the first tweet I get back, though, upon announcing that is, is this something like we're copying off Newfound Glory because they did a remote <laughs> Cover set. Oh my god! What I wanted to say was, oh yeah, we're totally, we totally copied off them by having Nick's uncle die. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but that would be a piece of shit. Dude, but, because okay. newfound glory created cover sets. Exactly. Yeah, for real. That was like a thirteen-year-old kid who that was the first cover set they ever heard. And that's awesome. But I don't need to like be talking to them about it. It's like it's a thirteen-year-old kid who didn't remember, who didn't even have the knowledge to call you an AFI ripoff band. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to know a funny story? Yeah. That joke. And it's, this is crazy. When we were like 12, me and Justin had a band that played punk songs. And we, pay, we played a show in Justin's parents' side yard, I think, or at a skate park or something. And Census Fail, it was really small. They were like 18 or 17, not really small, but, you know, they didn't blow up yet. Yeah. They played the show, too. And our friend's band covered, we never forget this as long as we live, our friend's band covered Halloween by the Misfits. <laughs> and we overheard Buddy say to someone else, Fucking losers! They probably think they're covering AFI. <laughs> <laughs> and we made and the next, and we made fun of that kid's band in school every day for the whole year. Bloody from Census Bale said, "You don't know who the Misfits are." You fucking. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Bloody's funny. That's fantastic. Um, not to awkwardly tra- transition, but um, I'm pretty sure we all have some questions for for, for Zach. Let's rock. Yeah. Okay. Tony's twin just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Tony has a face, and it's dropping and coming in. Okay, he's on the phone, so we got him. Yeah, I got a phone this time. 
I don't, I don't know, you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I want to it and it keeps shitting out, so good luck. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to kick this thing off. Zach, we're going to shoot you over some some, some questions. Um, yeah. We're going to go Ash, Nick, Eric, um, Shayna, Tony, and then myself. Um, we're going to just general bullshit. It's not oh. bullshit, but yeah. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is how exactly we do these things. Ashley, you can go right ahead and start us off. Um, all right, so this is kind of like my standard question for all of our guests who are in bands, touring acts, whatever. So, but I feel like, especially if someone like as a seasoned, you know, veteran of the scene like yourself, I would really oh, love to hear. Kind. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, keep talking. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. I've never been in a band. I can't play an instrument. Well, I'm trying to learn the ukulele, but it's coming along really slowly. Hard. Um, Hard instrument. <laughs> and just, but I'm never going to be in a band or a touring act or anything like that. I'm either behind the scenes or in the audience. Yeah. So what's one thing that someone like me who will never be in like the band aspect of things, what's one thing that you think someone like me might not understand or a misconception you want to clear up or kind of like, oh, you might not know this about touring bands, but... They Excellent. don't pick, um, the people in the band are not the ones deciding what city they're going to. <laughs> no, I like that. That's really important to me. Short tweet to the point. <laughs> like, um, sometimes they are, but if you're, if I'm on a, if I see a tour, it's the store so far, and then let's say, I don't know, let's just say it's store so far, and then rotting out, and then knuckle puck, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a knuckle puck fan. And the tour's not coming to my city. When I message Knucklepuck and complain about it, they're like, sick, dude, that's fucking great. We jumped on Story So Far's tour. Like, I don't really don't know what to fucking tell you. I'll talk to the Story So Far. Well, we'll get yeah, that fixed real quick. And, and I won't talk to Story So Far because I'm happy to go on tour with them. Like, <laughs> like, you know, some, a lot of times people think that uh, a lot of stuff is in the band's direct, like, realm of, like, you know, control. And it's not. That's a good one, tour dates. <laughs> I fucking love, love that. Yep. All right, cool. If a band never comes in headlines in your city, then they maybe don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't judge them off when they're not headlining. She answers tweets too, too or, much. Or, no, 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 no. They might love it there. It may, it's, if they're more than a few years old, it's probably that you're one of few people in your city that actually like the band. So... They might be losing money coming to your town, and they really want to play for you, but if you could just drive the extra 40 minutes to where everybody else lives, (laughs) they promise it will be a really good show. I feel that. I feel that. Well, so uh, could you tell us about how um, you guys had that uh, connection uh, with Jesse Cannon, how that all started? (laughs) I'm excited for this question. He's such such a behind-the-scenes legend, and he clearly showed a major interest in your band. Could you tell us how all that came to be? Yeah, sure. He um, Before Man Overboard, Nick and Joe from Man Overboard were in a band called A Sense of Belonging. It was just like their high school band. And Jesse wasn't as successful then as he later was. And he recorded Nick's band. And um, Jesse got some like bigger jobs, I think, and the studio expanded. And in that time, me and Nick started hanging out and demoing songs and Jesse and Nick hadn't really talked for, or, you know, hadn't done anything together for a few years, but we're friends still. And Nick sent up to, you know, I'm hanging out with this kid, Zach, and, and Wayne, and this is what we're doing. And Jesse's like, oh, you know, I have to do this. So 
come up here and I yeah. want to be the one to record it, which we needed because we had no idea like what to do. You know, being a band is so much more than just having good songs. We had no idea how to be a business. Mm -hmm. So it was, he definitely got us like, you know, started thinking like, okay, this could be my job. Like what do I have to do to make it my job and not my hobby? Yeah. And how long did you guys have to work on the business end of things, or is that still going on to this day? I mean, it's like a never-ending thing, really. I mean, we had uh, it took a great deal of time to get to turn a profit. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I think in any band, it's like you go broke and then you break even, and then you have <laughs> your period of time where you're just breaking even and tour pays for itself. But if you're lucky, eventually. You start to start doing some extra money at the end of the month, and people can get apartments and stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Got it. Side yeah. note: I have Jesse Cannon's book right here. It's like buried under like a bunch of stuff, but I highly recommend it. It's called "Get More Fans." Everyone, go out and check it out. It's is super that? Yes. Does he have more than one book? He has a lot. He of has. Books. He's working on like a second edition of the book. Hang on, I'm just. He told me, or I was told by someone that in one of his books he says something nice about me. Oh yeah. They mentioned he mentioned <laughs> Van Overboard in here a bunch. I don't know if it's you specifically, but they definitely yeah, he definitely mentions it's, it. So it's, check it's, it out. It, it is that Van Overboard. Jesse is a great dude, hundred percent, and a really really smart guy. Like. Uh, my whole life, I was really cocky with music. To be honest with you, like pri like high school and younger, not like once I was in a band. But as a little kid, like you know, guitar lessons that age and shit, I was like, you know, I'm good at this. Like it was where I got my pride and like I felt good at something. And when I started working with Jesse, it was like, man, this he the first person I ever met besides Nick and Wayne that I was like, he probably felt like me in high school and younger, like about music and stuff yeah. like. I feel like this guy's smart, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like an encyclopedia. As as that. <laughs> that book looks like an SAT prep book. It's, um, it's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. First of all, this is like my go-to airplane book or like traveling book. Whenever I get one on the train back from school or anything, that's like a four-hour train ride, like going to Philly, Awful. like when anything we, like that. He was writing that when we were recording uh, like all our EPs, everything before um, Real Talk. I, he would be, dude, uh, dude. I, I need to sleep another hour because I stayed up till I stayed up till fucking four in the morning working on the goddamn book. sounds like Lauren Michaels. Dude, yeah, it is kind of like Lauren Michaels. Dude, but like, if you guys listen to Off the Record, like that's what he sounds yeah, like. It's so, 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 like, <laughs> so, so, like last night I was like working on the book. <laughs> You're giving yeah. like a Minnesota accent. <laughs> like, yeah, Jesse's gonna pop on in spandex and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say Jesse's gonna see this and like lash out. Jesse like, got dirt on me. It's okay. He can fire yeah. back at me whenever he pleases. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. We're gonna have like Babe Talk beefs. That's cool. Babe Talk battle. Get me and him on here together. That would be something else. I would not, not disagree. I would die. But like in a very cool and punk way again. <laughs> Are you guys all watching Tony try to get his question out? And then <laughs> no, I'm waiting on Shana. I'm not. No, Shana's the next one. Go ahead, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear okay. Lord. Okay. So this year, this um, this August, 
or last, it would be last August, you guys got to play Made in America Festival. Yeah. How was that experience for you, considering the genre really isn't your genre? It was fun because it was, um, because we're from, this, we all grew up in the suburbs of Philly. So that's a festival that I think as long as they've been doing it, I've like known, you know, but I remember being in college and people, everyone like, oh, I'm not going to class, we're Made in America today. <laughs> Fucking people walking around in the street and shit, and that was the cool thing to do when I lived in the city. So, and it's like, you know, it's 15 minutes from the town I grew up in, downtown Philly. So, like, it was a really, like, easy thing for us to do, a really fun thing for us to do. And, like, it was just cool. Like, everybody, we had drove our own cars. We brought our girlfriends. Like, it was not, it wasn't like, you know, a typical show where I've been on the road for two weeks and I have three weeks left. And, we had we were off for months before it and months after it was just this one random day and like smack in the middle of a bunch of time off where like none of us had seen each other in a while. It was fun. Cool. Yeah, I was I was actually front row for your set. It wasn't it wasn't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shane had thought that it was, was like cool. the least important part of my day. <laughs> oh, I, 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 meeting our fans more than playing that day. Oh man, and then I and then I also photo bombed your Instagram, your Man Overboard's Instagram, and got about tw I got about twenty text messages after it was posted saying, "Oh, did you check out uh, Man Overboard's uh, Instagram?" I'm like, I don't want to. I really don't want to. <laughs> Sorry, Megan Avin. Just kidding. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so I mean, you mentioned Census Fail earlier and talked about like how they're kind of like the bigger band before you were really a band, and now you yeah. just got back from a tour with them, and you guys uh -huh. did a split. Like, What is that like, going from influence to peer? Uh, the influence to peer thing is the craziest, is the best part of being in a band. It's the best experience. The, the whole thing is is having that relationship change with people. And it's crazy. Like, I, oh, man, dude, in high school, I only listened to, like, metal and, um, some hardcore and a lot of punk music and didn't listen to a lot of stuff that had like singing or emotion and I remember being in like 10th grade and being like damn 99% of the songs on my iTunes are screaming and, not <laughs> yep. and then Census Fail came along um, and I remember thinking well it's kind of like they're kind of playing guitar like a metal band and there's double bass like what was happening was I didn't want to admit to myself that I liked it so I slowly admitted it until eventually, as months and years went on, I was like, holy fuck, I love this fucking band. I want to music like this. I want to fucking cry about girls because that's real. Like, that's, that's, like, I get, that's real to me. Yeah. And, uh, and like you said, uh, well, actually, when we, when we started the band, the first person to ever reach out to us was Buddy. Um, uh, he sent us an email just like, I like you guys and let's hang out. <laughs> he didn't live far from me. Dude, Man Overboard was a band for like less than a year, and uh, Buddy swung through the front and picked me up, and I got in his car, and I went to a diner. Um, did he give you a bunch of the bad CDs? And now, like and like you're saying with the tour we just did, and now it's crazy because all that time, that initial time that he went from a friend, or uh, he became a friend, instead of someone that I just liked his band, that was like four or five years ago now. So we're only realizing on this tour that we just did, it's like, damn, we really fucking like, we're friends. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, that's the coolest oh, thing. Me that's and Nick so played nice. bass for them in, uh, in Canada on this tour. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, that's sick. But it's great. It's fun uh, on a lot of levels. It's fun to like think about what I thought, what I like, what my preconceptions about them when I, were when I was 17, because I remember, and then think about the guy that I'm actually friends with and how it's so different. Or it's fun to. There's a million great things about it. It's fun to just now, like I said, since me and Buddy have been this close for four or five years now, I'll get I'll get shit face drunk and be like. Buddy, why don't you play this song? Let it fold. You're a fucking idiot. It's, like, it's too long. It's too long. I don't want to play that song. I don't want to sing it. Let me sing it. <laughs> and I don't have any shame talking to them anymore. And I really get mm -hmm. to like um, express shamelessly my like being a fan without any concern of him thinking uh, any less of me or not wanting to be around me. So that that's a really like special thing. Oh, that's the coolest thing. That's um, awesome. I couldn't handle that. It's really unique. That that is beautiful, especially like going back to when you guys were talking talking about like you know a few year, years back saying that like you know oh I would literally shat myself if I were to ever talk to anyone like that. Be like oh, and now it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's the same thing with um, some people in Newfound Glory for me too. You know, the same kind of relationship. Now, going back to when you guys were first start starting out, um, the the point of Baby Talk is to kind of like showcase the bands that don't really get the recognition that they need, or they're like you know in a similar position to like you know playing house shows or basements and stuff like that. Yeah. And the time that I got into pop punk, I used to hear like you know my friends talk about, oh yeah, I just saw Man Overboard playing with like the Wonder Years in transit inside of someone's fucking house, and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> shit, what? And just. <laughs> Just having the community of like you know having like a DIY scene, um, how important is is that DIY scene to, to any type of progression of any one of these bands that that, that are now predominant in any scene? In any scene, uh, I mean, I think it really depends what you want to do, man. You know, like I don't, I wouldn't sit anyone down with who had musical aspirations and tell them that there's any one thing that you have to or don't have to do. I think different things will result in different things. I think you know, there's different roads. The DIY thing, I think, is there's things it's good for, there's things it's bad for. It's the right path for us, I believe, because I, I think doing things, the DIY and the house show route kind of builds you up a more sincere fan base that will stick with you for a longer period of time. I think you're less likely to be a fad, you know, yeah. when you come up that way. It's like authenticity. Yes. Though, on the other hand, though, Okay, so, but if you were told me, hey, Zach, I want to go start touring and stuff, and you showed me your songs, and it's like pop music, like you sound like Justin Timberlake, I'm going to be like, well, screw all that punk shit. Like, you should try to get on, like, let's try to sell your song to, like, Disney right now. Like, who cares if you ever go on tour? It's what you want to do, you know? And if, if, if you're looking for your 15 minutes of fame, I don't really think that shit matters. But if I think it certainly helps if you're trying to build a lengthy uh, career. You know, and, and do you think like that was like the exact way that you guys have wanted? Like, was this the route that you guys had planned out starting out as a band? We kind of just—it was the only option. You know, there was there was no one that was going to do it for us, and we didn't know. Uh, well, how, the first the first step of getting someone's attention who could do it for us, and I guess eventually we figured out that, and this is good for kids to know that the, the labels aren't going to pay attention to you until they see that you're doing everything they're going to do for you, that you're already doing it for yourself. Yeah. And then they'll pay attention to you. It doesn't matter how good your songs are. 
if you never tour. And it doesn't matter how much you tour if your songs aren't good. They just need to see record labels want to see you. You're already you don't even need them. So you you look like a good bet, a safe bet, you hmm. know, because mm -hmm. you guys are doing it already on your own. And I think we're lucky that that's. But, oh, I mean, yeah. Once once we figured that out, we kind of were like, yeah, this is it. This is how it goes, you know. Yeah. That's cool. That's a really good way to put it. I feel like. I've heard yeah. that same kind of uh, analogy used. I think it was in, um, again, I keep quoting as I'm getting off the record, when Zach and Jess were talking about, someone asked, when should my band consider getting management or a booking agent or a publicist or whatever? And the super short answer to that is, when you're doing all of the jobs of the publicist, the manager, the whatever, when like, you on your own. Words. That's basically what he's saying. <coughs> because... <clears throat> Sorry, when you're doing all that stuff yourself, that means oh, you can you need you need someone to do that because you're so basically if never hire someone that you're not sure if you should hire because they're taking mm -hmm. your money, you know. Mm -hmm. So and you 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 want to do everything yourself and you want to you want to outgrow the five of you or the four of you in your band till you can't the you guys can't possibly fucking handle it anymore and you need help. And then that's when you know you that was the right time to get help, you know? And no matter what it is, if it's booking the show, if it's shipping out your merch or managing the band, because if, if you're getting by without a manager, then you probably don't need a manager. And you guys probably are, don't have that much going on that you need managed. But <laughs> A lot of hard truths, but yeah. But it's, but, when, but, it's, but it's fine. It's cool. That's like when you're supposed to be in charge. And if you do a good job, it will get unmanageable. And then you have a manager. I also think it's good that you're doing it all yourself beforehand, so that way when this person comes in and you need, like, you know, the publicist or whatever, and you've been doing all your own press before that, you can tell if they're doing it, like, a way that you're comfortable with or yeah. a way that's, like, good fit for your band and your kind of target audience and demographic and stuff. And if you're just kind of putting all the trust <laughs> in somebody else with no experience on your end, you're just yeah. kind of like, here you go, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's sad. It's like you said, it's a harsh. Like it sounds rough for me to say, but people have said a lot of rough shit to me too. So I'm just paying it forward. But Tough love. Uh, yeah, love. and like um, you know, uh, I fucking forget. I was yeah, it's actually helpful. That's a, that's can be tough love, but it's helpful. It's better. Yeah, than you just you can't fucking. Oh God, I've had people in bands I love look me in the eye and be like, "Why are you worried about that? No one knows who your band is." I worry about oh. that. And you're like, no, but they don't mean it like that. You're yeah. like, they're trying to cheer me up. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to be like, you're on the rise, dog. Like, you can, you can, you're good still. Like, whatever. Who cares? You're young. Your band's young, you know. Mm -hmm. it should, some shit takes you back in this business, like a few feet when you hear it. Well, speaking of all that, uh, the, the the business side of things, I noticed in, uh, I, I don't know exactly what year it was, but there was an interview you did at a Warp Tour where um, someone asked you why you kept coming back to Warp Tour, and you said, well, when when else is there going to be an opportunity to expose my band to this many people? Yeah, which I don't think is like that fucked up to say. No, I think it's perfect. Like, it's, it's great. And I was just going to ask, like, that's such a long-term move. I know some bands will have the opportunity to play Warped or... Their own tour, their own tour may be a little bit more profitable. These are big bands. Yeah. yeah, Always, these are always pretty big bands that can, that do that move. Yeah. You know? It's so not you, like a yeah. band like us, or it's not like a band like the Wonder Years. It'll be like the Used will do that, or like. Uh, yeah. 
maybe like Pierce the Veil or someone will do that. Someone that's like really doing fucking well. Because that was my point. Because you have to be doing so well to be able to build or get put on any tour that could compete with Warp Tour if that's the realm that your fans are in. You know what I mean? If that's mm-hmm. if that's your world. Like like any of you, I like who who could who could Man Overboard go on tour with this summer? That you think more people that care about Man Overboard would see us than Warp Tour? Because if you want to say like Blink or something, well, no one of that show is gonna give a fuck about us. Or if you want to say Green Day, no one of that show is gonna give a fuck about us or know who we are. Mm-hmm. And they're like the biggest bands yeah. in our genre. So like, there's real, there's literally not a better place that I could put the five of us for people to watch us play, you know? So it's not just about the size of the audience, but it's also who's in the audience. That's yeah, you know, because what, uh, yeah, like, oh, it's it'd be great if I went on tour with uh, Green Day tomorrow and we play in front of 30,000 people, but the reality of the matter is that those 30,000 people shows, when Man Overboard goes on stage, there'll probably only be about a third of them in the door already, and those who are there aren't going to give a fuck because they're like, Green Day, Green Day, Green Day, Green Day. <laughs> Because Green Day is a huge band for regular people who aren't into like a subgenre, like yeah. we are, you know. I love when, Green Day. And Warp Tours for people who like <laughs> subgenres, you know. <laughs> I love Green Day. I'm just saying, like, business. No, no, you're making Green a valid point. I'm just like, I really love Green Day. They have eluded me at every turn. They're like, because like, you're too busy going to Warp Tour. I'm talking about like like sixth or seventh grade when they did the American Idiot tour and my mom wouldn't let me go and I was like, no. My dad, my dad took me to see Green Day in sixth grade, I think. My dad took me to see My Chemical Romance in eighth grade. I was very proud of him. My dad, yeah. you're right for this. Not that we're having a dad contest. <laughs> um, <laughs> we shouldn't because my dad would win. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying. Go my ahead. dad got me to meet Jimmy Eat World when I was in eighth grade. Oh, Ooh. that's so cute. It my dad's. Cool. I'm not. No, we're not gonna get into this because I have. You have a dad off. We both have great dad. You guys stop dad off. Stop dad off. It's okay. Eric's the only actual dad in this chat, so maybe yeah, we should just true. make. <laughs> also, also, I think I win because my dad's a professional smooth jazz guitarist. And <laughs> Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've met many, many of your parents fan, or <laughs> bands that your parents are fans of. I'm sure you have. That's awesome, man. <laughs> My dad sells internet. That's actually t- really, really <laughs> cool. <laughs> My dad drives a really nice car. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ashley, I'm sure you had a question. Um, all right. Well, this is because um, we were talking about before how we all met through the Defend Pop Punk group, and that's kind of been like a cultural movement. If I, if I might be so bold to put that out there, um, I, that clearly started with. Man Overboard with Defend Pop Punk. So my question is, if you guys had the chance, I'm sure that none of you like intentionally started a cultural movement. I don't think anybody intentionally goes into that. You would be right to assume that. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back and do it all over again and kind of, like, what would you, if you could go back and purposefully do this and know that it was going to be, like, such a big cultural thing, what would you want your message to be and what would you kind of want, like... Defend Pop Punk 2.0, let's say. Like, well, what do you want it to be? Uh, there's two answers, really, because there was one side of me that would say we would just do everything exactly how we did it because it worked out. I thought you might. And then there's another, <laughs> there's another side of me though that says I do. Now I want to preface this by saying no matter what people take from Defend Pop Punk or what it means to them, 
I back it 100%. I'm more than back it. I appreciate it and I love it. But uh, we didn't intend we didn't intend to make it look like we thought anyone was attacking the genre, <laughs> so to speak. That's the joke. What are we defending it from? What, what do we do? Oh, God, if I had a dollar for every time I've been asked that, I'd be in a bigger apartment. But, <laughs> like, they... It, it was a... There was a band called Most Precious Blood. It's a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And um, they no, had to defend hardcore shirts. And, you know, we, had, we made defend pop-punk shirts. That was it. It, was, it really ends there. It's as simple as that. We had, you know, I promise you, we made those first shirts before any of you knew who we were. We had, uh, we had, we made, we had 50 shirts made. We played a show where we played first in like a bowling alley, and we sold all the shirts, and no one knew who we were. Yeah. So we were like, well, these, are, we're definitely onto something with this, yeah. uh, with this logo. So it kind of just snowballed. snowballed. Is that how lost? Is that how lost tape formed by the shirts, or was that something different? It was kind of different. It was all the same time. Um, we really we got comfortable with the DIY thing, and we like I was saying, being the boss and like doing shit ourselves. And it was hard for us to like let go a little bit. And um, it was someone at Rise's idea when we signed to them that like you know why don't you guys start your own little thing and you can do whatever you want on that. But you know we we're like yeah, hey, it's a good idea. And um, Justin, it's all Justin's. It's it's all Justin. You know, he deserves all the credit for everything with Lost Tape, and he. Uh, it's just a cool way that you know, if if say somebody comes up to me and is like, "Hey Zach, you know, I'm from Buttfuck, New Jersey. Can you listen to my band's demo?" And let's say that demo rules. Mm-hmm. Well, now I can be like, "Oh, let's put it out." Yeah. And that's pretty much what it's for. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> But, yeah, and it's in. Is it? Isn't Lost Tape like in South Jersey? Uh, yeah. Well, it's wherever. It's, so it's, it's wherever like in the glass. Is. It's like in the glass girl. In Williamstown. That's it's right next to. Right next to Williamstown. Well, I mean, you okay, you cool. did start the defend pop punk thing, and um, it kind of. Transition in like this bigger thing, and then there was the Lord Board, which became the Defend Pop Punk group. The Lord, the Lord now, Board was my idea, yo. I really? Yeah. Um, well, it's it's definitely something much bigger than it was, and I don't even know if it was the same thing as what it had started as. But it's like a Facebook group with over twenty thousand people in there, and everyone's dropping whatever music they're creating or whatever they're doing. I mean, we promoted in there when we first started, so there's now this internet culture of music, so do you think because of that, DIY has sort of changed a little bit? Or how do you think it's different from when you started? He may or may not be frozen. Yeah, he's yeah. frozen. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, at least it's not me this time. Tony, I'll, I'll feel that one for you. Gary's going to ask that question. Well, yeah, uh, so Tony, first of all, good question. Second of all, I wasn't listening. Um, I was distracted <laughs> by him being frozen. Uh, I think uh, the group is fun to post funny cat pictures and um, and ten minute clips of the first line from that chunk song. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, but <laughs> kind of... hey, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Hey, Zach. Hey. I was sitting here. I'm like, I invented the Lord War. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. I mean, did Jesse you? Cannon. It was my idea, and Jesse Cannon fucking got it all coded, you know, and like got the website built. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Jesse fucking cannon. Fucking cannon, bro. Fucking cannon, guys. Taken over. You guys but, have um, no idea what a character he is. Yeah. I well, think some of us do. Maybe yeah, you do. But um, what I was kind of saying was, is since the Lord Word blew up and became the Defend Pop Punk group, things are way different now. People can post their own music in there. People are getting exposure that they wouldn't have before That's with awesome. not just like music endeavors, but pretty much anything. And like a movie or something. Am I moving? No, I said like a movie oh. or. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, like things are just Sorry, crazy now. Like people can get exposure just by dropping a single in the right inbox nowadays. So do you think that's kind of changed how DIY is approached? Because now there's like yeah, this whole thanks. internet battleground that you can just do what you need to in. I think um, that yeah, you're 100 percent right. And um, you know, and uh, if it was 1994, you and your friends would have to get like a eight track recorder <laughs> and like make some demo and. Yeah. Go to shows and people would make copies of your tape and shit. And, when, yeah. which, and now, you know, um, anybody, I hate to sound like I'm not mad about it, but anybody can make a band and can go yeah. make band camp. And anyone has who has a MacBook can record their songs and you can go make a band camp and put it up there for free. And it's cool. It's good. It definitely helps DIY. And another thing is, it opens DIY, I think, up into genres where that was not an option before, like mainly hip-hop. We're like, if I want to be a rapper in the 90s, it was like, that was fucking hard to do. That's like saying I want to be in the NFL. But <laughs> but now, uh, you can DIY rap. Like, let's go on GarageBand. We can do it right now. Yeah. We can just spit stuff. Done. It's like SoundCloud and you know all these DJs and people with their mixtapes and shit. I think it's awesome. I think there's... There's DIY like outside of punk rock now, which is like yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> DIY pop music is the most yeah. mind blowing. It is. It's so important though. I think basically what Tony is saying about like the rise of internet versus like DIY culture. I think it's kind of a huge double-edged sword because on the one hand, any like you said, anyone with a MacBook and um, a guitar or even not a guitar, just you know, sing their hearts out, they mm -hmm. can put music up on the internet, put it on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. if they want to do MySpace, whatever, like all these different channels. And so there's tons of people who are creating content. But the thing about like, the bad side of the sword is that there's so much content being created that a lot of it can get lost. Like I did A&R scouting back at school, and mm -hmm. it's easy to search like unsigned, you know, like yeah. electronic artists or whatever, and just kind of scope through Hype Machine and SoundCloud yeah. and all that stuff. But there's so many people, and you just have to wade through a lot of shit to find something worthwhile. So it makes um, it makes having a it makes having a successful song harder because there's more fish in the sea, no matter exactly, what kind yeah. of yeah. make. And but ultimately, at the end of the day, the power is in the hands of the listeners. And if people, uh, you know, there could be tons of bad shit out there as long as if the general public likes good music, then the good music will prevail. And if the general public likes Knock bad, on wood. Then <laughs> the bad music will prevail. And <laughs> it'll always be a matter of opinion. And, and it'll always change. There's always going to be, you know, I'm not fucking, you know, even 30 years old. And in my <laughs> lifetime, I've seen it. I've seen it flip-flop what's popular so many times. It's so cyclical. And that's what's crazy when you actually realize that, oh, shit, that's, that happens. Things yeah. just change. Feels like, yeah, it's nuts. 
things just change, man. And, you know, people, for every, for everybody who wants to say, well, everything on the radio now sucks. Well, that's your opinion, but <laughs> even if you're right, it's not going to sound, the radio won't sound like this three years from now. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like this. So just hang in there. If you're not digging <laughs> what's going on right now, you know? Patience. <laughs> yeah. Kind of off topic, but whatever. No, it's this, perfect. This whole, whole life is off topic. Are you kidding me? That's why we have Dave <laughs> talk to just be off topic with each other. There we go. We have off topic, and we're gonna have just like off the topic. Ollie, oh, you and I beat off topic all the time. I that is I, that that's completely. I, I, look at us. We're going off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Eric, you know how to get me going. <laughs> I do know how to get you going. Oh, um, going going to to my next question that that I end up having. Um. Was I, I've I've been kind of obsessed over just the idea of having nothing and then being like transformed into something and the, and the process in between that is is just like mind boggling and then like you know to see other people enjoying the ride with, with you um, has I just mixed two different questions together that's not what I wanted to do. Um, well, okay, the one question I wanted: How important are are, are your 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 networking or your contacts within a scene? Well, do you mean as far as like, as far as or like my friends? Like friends, friend, friends go. Cause like you know, like like you were saying with Sense Phil, like you know, you develop friendships over like you know the amount of tours that you guys have gone on, and seeing people say like, oh yeah, never shot never, and, and fucking men overboard, and then saying like, yeah, no, nah, we niggas, like like that's that's. <laughs> right? that yes, I'm trying to think exactly what they say. Thing. I guess um because the, the I don't even know why I asked that because the friend thing is way more, the the friend thing will lead to good business together. Honestly, there's no way it can't. But um, I mean, obviously, you know, us and fucking—I don't fucking know—Chelsea Grin might not do that well together on tour. But for the most part, you know, if you're within the same shit, uh, it's really important. It's cool to, you know, you're always gonna have the people that you met through your band. You're always gonna remember where you were at and where he or she was at when you guys became friends. You can. Uh, you have this kind of lifestyle that only you guys can really relate to. And um, it's really important because I think the friends that you make while in your time in the band, slowly as the days, as the calendar, the pages took a flip, it's uh, become your only friends. And, you know, you, you, I have, I think I hang out with two or three people from high school still. And, um, you know, my best friends live all over the place because no one lives at home in my world. And, uh, you know, networking and shit with that, with me, has always just been, like, making actual friends first and then seeing what kind of, like, business opportunities come up through, like, my sincere friendships. So I think that's the right way to be. Yeah. Wow. And, like, how, and, and how much more has that made, like, touring been? Because, I mean, like, People always just only just see the like you know the get on stage fucking go and then like you know you get going. But I remember oh, they like, gotta you know, understand that's like the smallest part of the day. That's like <laughs> exactly. exciting, you know. It's but a, then like everything else that happens afterwards. I remember um, seeing old Warped Tour footage of fucking bike gangs that now, used to well, Warped is a different story. That shit becomes a party after the show. <laughs> uh, warped is fun as hell. I love being on Warped, and we had bike gangs. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, yeah, people don't, touring's not, uh, no. your friends are important in the other bands because you, 
you know, you're pretty alienated all the time, and they are alienated with you, and so you're alone together, and um, you don't really, you know, uh, if it's us and never shout never, and we're playing in um, fucking, God, I don't know, Lawrence, Kansas, I... God knows I don't have anyone else to hang out with but my band, Chris Taylor, and Hayden. You can knock on Matt Pryor's door. Yeah, is that where he lives? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you get close with those guys. Go through some shit together. Like, going on tour with someone for one month is like being their friend at home for a year. Cool. That's really cool. That's real. Because I, I don't think people ever, like, you know, look at that aspect or CC that. There's a very strong, like, yeah, camaraderie between most, most, unless you don't get along, which happens. But me and Overboard's pretty easy to get along with. We we just we just kind of smoke weed and stick to it. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's on your rider? <laughs> uh, some IPAs, uh, Jameson, and that's it. Some fruit. Gotta stay healthy. Like fruit. 12, fruit. Twelve IPAs, <laughs> a bottle of whiskey. Bananas, grapes, apples, oranges, a case of water, but waters doesn't really count. Nothing crazy. Regular band stuff. Yeah. You know, typical old. Um, Ashley, you can get a question. I'm going to see if we actually have any audience questions. Is there um, an <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, there is. Um, so sure. we were talking about, you're talking about how excited you are to see Never Shout Never on Warp Tour and stuff like that. I yeah. feel like a lot of the bands that are on Warp Tour you know of bands that might not have been like the hype bands of their announcement. Are there any underrated acts that you think kind of like the hidden gems of Warp Tour this year that you want to plug? Mm, I mean, I don't know anyone really in the, in the bands I do know, like I def you guys definitely know already, like Knuckle Puck and stuff. And, um, we just toured with Seaway. They're really nice kids. They're great. Great guys. They're going to be on the Ernie Ball stage, so people should definitely check them out from Canada. Um, do, you know, uh, that's it, really, for me. I don't I don't know a lot of people that are playing this year. I'll make friends. Warp Tour is good for make, making friends. My, my hangout group is kind of diminished from years prior to pretty much it's just going to be like me and my band and Christopher Drew and Hayden and Nerf and whatever, but... It'll be fun. And, uh, you know, yeah, Knuckle Puck, I'm excited about, a, you know, Sense of Sale. And I'm excited about Never Shout Never. And my friends, you know, I like to see my friends play. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I love band romance. It's, so it's like actually saying, like, friends. It's like, oh, man, I got some friends. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like you're on the, you were on the Flyers, but he was on the Sixers. And then you got a good name. It's cool. And then you backstage while your friend's band's playing, and you're like, ooh, I'll get out of your way. I know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, go ahead, sir. <laughs> oh, it's too, too good. What, you know, just just as a general wonder man, what's been, like, the like the funniest thing that, like, you know, you could experience or that you have experienced on tour or, like, any type, type of thing? God, I don't know. Just too much stuff. Um, we laugh a lot. Uh... Oh, Nick's really funny. As far as people in my band go, Nick is really, really funny. Mm -hmm. I saw a hot rod parked in like a real nice old car parked in a hotel once, and I dared him to take all his clothes off and stand on the hood of it. Let me take nudes of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my, oh my gosh. 
and he did it, which I was, I ended up being like, don't really do it. I felt like, <laughs> <laughs> kick our ass. But, um, I don't know, random stuff Nick does. And, mm-hmm. uh, shit's just kind of constantly funny. It's not, we're, ble- we're lucky. It's not, we're not, we don't have a lot of, like, uh, morale's not low often. We cheer each other up pretty well. Mess around a lot. We, we have wrestling matches in the van. Except the rule is you have to get the one, two, three count on the wall, not the floor. So you have to, you have to, like, I have to grab oh, Nick. Okay. I have to hold Nick against the wall of the van, against the window. Also, one counts to three to get the pin. So who usually wins those? Dude, I do better than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> I put, I put Nick with, like, my, I picked Nick up in a moving vehicle. And pushed him over the fucking. I moved him from the front bench all the way to the back bench, which was fucking hard. Oh shit! <laughs> like he's like dead fucking weight, dude. Do y'all have a championship belt or anything? I'm like a, a championship belt. Wrestling fanatic. I'm like a really big geek about like uh, all kinds of like high school wrestling, college wrestling, professional wrestling. So I'm always trying to like. I mean, this is the straightest way possible, but I'm always trying to roll around with other dudes. I don't, I don't have my... Who is that? Uh, it's a little <laughs> yeah. So, um, as, uh, just as a last thing, um, is there anything that, that you, in, like, information that, that you, you can drop or, like, any, like, parting words that you can, like, give to anyone that's listening to, to Bay Bay Talk right now? As far as... As far as what? Anything really? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I really don't. I, Eat your vegetables, kids. <laughs> as far as being in a band, or as far as listening to Babe Talk, thank you. We all Babe Talk here appreciate your uh, attention. Man, <laughs> overboard. I no bullshit. Love you. I love you. Um, and um, if you're trying to start a band, then just burn all your songs to a CD for free and. Go to popular shows and wait till they let all the kids out and force everyone to take a free copy of your album. <laughs> Label it the skateboarders. What did you do? Because I right. get asked that a lot. I think I get asked the advice for the people to start a band and give out your songs for free in person, not on the internet. It's the best advice. Oh. Rad. I, I am blown away that we were actually able to have Zach Einstein on show. Yeah, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> this is really cool. This is like, Which like, one of you talked to me at the Boneyard? Hey, guy, that's me. <laughs> well, there you go. That's why. I mean, that's why. That's the real reason I'm here. That is true. If I can just give like a quick nerd, nerd story, because um, it's just been like a lot. For me, my, my myself, I've been going to shows at the Boneyard, and you know Paul Brown. and, and Yeah, he's a and great friend of mine. Great. He, he's just an awesome person. And the first thing that I, I wanted to do to get into the music scene was I wanted to start taking photos. And the first set of the first night that I started taking pictures for, for shows was True Things Last Show. That was a great show. That was a great show. And I remember that you were there and I was like, you know, Starstruck was all get go and like I was shitting myself and I was just like and then Hollowed Out Star started playing and you punched me because I think I walked in the door with newfound glory. I, t- <laughs> I mean, I'm, they're pretty cool too. Oh, I mean, like the, the the whole the whole event was just like like you know nuts. And like you were the first eye that I saw. That was like at the hype of like you know me first getting into the whole defend pop punk thing. Oh, I was like taking photos, and then during the breakdown of them, 
how hollowed out you and punched me in the jaw. And I was just like, <laughs> at that point, I was, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, from that point on, I was like, I need to be involved in, like, every asset of the scene. And then fast forward three years later, me walking and saying, like, hey, could you join the, the podcast? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. I was just like, oh, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. That's, like, what that's I mean. It's, like, a friend and shit, you know? Yeah. That's, like, the cutest, most violent thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I've definitely, uh, believe him. Yeah, I've heard some people before. Oh, um, yeah, I, I I hear a bunch of stories from just everyone in the AC scene, but I that's for another night. Hey, um, I, you can tell stories about Atlantic City. I'm not, I, not a same. Uh, I'm proud. People, <laughs> people, think proud. people think I'm way bigger of a bitch than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here we go, guys. That's gonna be the part. Dark. Yep, that'll be after dark. That'll be after Same dark. Talk after yeah. dark. We're gonna pick a winner for the pair of Warped Tour tickets. That's gonna be some. I. I should have had a journal. Samantha Williams. Samantha Williams, if you're listening, um, just send a message out to Babe Talk. Um, we'll get shit out for you. If not, Which I'll. Where did she go to? Um, she actually gets to pick, so she will pick. Wow, the Samantha. Yeah, she does. <laughs> that, is a, that is a lucky lady. <laughs> That's one lucky lady. You're gonna have to be sure to to say hi to all the bands, especially to Man Overboard when you get to do their signings and shit. And um, I I never know how to end shows, but goddamn guys, that's been Babe Talk. Babe <laughs> Talk. Awesome. Oh man. Thank you. I think that's. I think we're gonna end there. Um, cause I don't know how to end shows. From everyone here, at, <laughs> from everyone here at Bay Bay Talk, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming to the show, and everybody enjoy the rest of your night. Peace. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>